Hey, everybody. Welcome to Backpage Breakdown, the first episode of it. My name is Antoine Staley. If you don't know who I am, I am a reporter and journalist for the New York Daily News covering the New York Jets. And also, I've been around the league quite a bit. I've covered the Dolphins. I covered them for seven plus years down in Miami. So a lot of bad seasons, uh, not enough good seasons. I think they made, the, they made the playoffs once in 2016, which was fun. And that was their last playoff berth until uh, the 2022 season. So saw that, covered the Carolina Panthers a little bit as well. Did college football, whether it be Florida State, also Oregon as well. So I've been all over the place uh, covering um, sports landscape, and you know, I'm happy to be with you. And that for here, we're just going to talk about whether it be NFL, also Jet stuff, related stuff, because obviously who doesn't want to talk about the Jets, whether you, uh, you like them or you hate them. They're very polarizing right now for a lot of different reasons, especially with Aaron Rodgers there. So as he plays in his first game tomorrow night uh, against the New York Giants, and I think a, a bit, it's been a big topic, especially among Jets fans this week, uh, whether Rodgers should play, whether he shouldn't play. I think, you know, I've been personally I've been torn with this, to be quite honest with you, because it's the last preseason game. I don't know if you necessarily you want to play a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who means so much to your team, and everybody is counting on him to not only get the Jets to the playoffs, but also possibly contend for a Super Bowl. And it's tough when you're trying to gain that chemistry, but I, I think it's a good call on Robert Sala's case. He said, he said it earlier this week that, Rodgers has never played uh, as a Jet in MetLife Stadium. And for him, to this first game in, in a Jets uniform, albeit it'll be a Giants, quote-unquote, home game, but it's still good to get him acclimated with the stadium, how things work around there. And also, a lot of the Jets players have been out with injuries at various parts of the season. When you talk about Garrett Wilson, who ended up turning his ankle early in training camp, or the offensive line, which has been – much maligned and you know, often talked about with the Jets, too. Well, Elijah Bear Tucker is missed time. Lincoln Thomas is missed time. Dwayne Brown, who won't play on Saturday, has been on the uh, physically unable to perform list due to you know, off-season sur surgery. So him trying to get that rapport rallying with the offensive line, but also his receivers, especially now with Corey Davis retiring, I think it's vital. So I, I definitely think it's a good, it's a good you know, tune-up for in two weeks against the Buffalo Bills especially considering their offense is still trying to work out some kinks there. I think if you've seen hard knocks, you know, Robert Sala chewed out the offensive line and talked about their performance against the Carolina Panthers and the joint practices down in South Carolina. And then, of course, the Jets didn't do particularly well against the Tepele Buccaneers uh, in the joint practice last week either. So, yeah, I think it's, like I say, you struggle with, you know, playing these players uh, in the preseason, but ultimately – I think this is the right move for them, especially uh, when you're trying to have Super Bowl aspirations like the Jets are. And, you know, it, that's kind of what it is. So, yeah, I definitely think it's a good call for them. And, you know, kind of some other things to look out for for the game tomorrow. I definitely would, you know, look at, you know, the offensive line, as we talked about, too, as well. They've given up tons of pressure there, although they hadn't had their top five there. I think Makai Beckton is somebody that's, you know, you look at him, and uh, he def he's definitely uh, starting to round in the form there. He's dropped over 50 pounds this offseason. Definitely um, playing a lot better. I think uh, Pro Football Focus gave him a 85 blocking grade, which is tremendous, especially a guy coming off of back-to-back knee injuries there. So, yeah, having him on the right side, having Dwayne Brown at left tackle, having Lincoln Thompson at left guard, 
Connor McGovern, whatever you think about him, he's a veteran. He's solid. He's he's the only card that the only state stability, former stability on the offensive line, excuse me, on the Jets last year when he started 17 games. And then you have Elijah Vera Tucker, who I think is the best offensive lineman, but you know, having a season and the injury last year. You know, I think that's probably outside of Aaron Rodgers watching the offensive line is probably the best. Probably the number one thing uh, I think a lot of people are going to be keeping their eye on. You won't get Dalvin Cook. You won't get Brees Hall in this game. They're resting those guys as they should. And Dalvin just got back into the building. Uh, he ended up going back down to Florida after he signed. At, uh, him uh, ended up having his first child uh, late earlier this week. So, yeah, they're just getting those guys ramped up. And I imagine next week get a you know, be all systems go for Dalvin and Brees and the rest of the Jets too as well. Another thing I definitely want to touch on too, especially on this introduction uh, back page breakdown as well, uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, has been in the news a lot recently. Uh, you talk about, you know, tremendous running back, only 23 years old. Uh, I think one of the best college football running backs I've ever seen coming out of Wisconsin. I think a lot of people were surprised. Even people on Twitter had asked me, they thought he was a first round pick. He actually was a second-round pick coming out of Wisconsin simply because he had some fumbling issues there in college. Turned in a really good career. I know he had a bit of a down year last year, but uh, the Colts were counting on him to help out a young quarterback like Anthony Richardson. But, yeah, he's requested a trade. It seems like the Colts are willing to oblige him with his trade request, and they gave it until Tuesday to try to find a trade partner. I think the problem is, and I think whether you talk about Dalvin Cook, who ended up holding out for a little while, trying to get his money uh, as a running back there. He ended up getting money from the Jets, but didn't probably have as many offers as a lot of other players. And you talk about, you know, Josh Jacobs, another running back that's dealing with, you know, trying to get paid and the Raiders don't necessarily want to pay him, especially considering they declined his fifth-year option and now they franchise tagged him. The market of running backs, I think it's just diminished for whatever reason. I know the passing game is really taking flight in the NFL and, that has a big part to do with it, but running backs are very vital, especially when you got a young quarterback like the Colts have and Anthony Richardson. When you're going to try to ask him to do a lot, and he's probably going to be your starting running back. And for him, for them not to have a guy like Jonathan Taylor, I think that's going to be huge. And now people are going to be really keying on Anthony Richardson, and you have to hope. I think the biggest thing when you have a young quarterback is not necessarily the you know you're going to make mistakes. Everybody knows that, but I think the mental make. Do you have the mental makeup? to be able to say, you know what, bless it. You know, you made a mistake, move on to the next, and just try to continue to get better. I think Richardson does, but, you know, not having that running back like a Jonathan Taylor, assuming he does get traded, I think it's huge. And if you're the Miami Dolphins, I think, uh, a lot of people have talked about Buffalo as well, but I think the Dolphins <laughs> desperately need him, especially considering the Jets ended up getting Dalvin Cook, somebody that the Dolphins also targeted to as well. But to have a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who's 23 years old, can you know take pressure off of the offense, especially off explosive offense like the Dolphins already have. When you have a guy like Tua Tagovailoa, you already if you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, you have a guy like Jalen Waddle as well. Pretty much like a track team on grass, and to have those guys there, you add a key weapon like Jonathan Taylor to go along with their defense and Vic Fangio and what he's going to bring to the table. I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be huge. So if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I would try to do almost whatever it took to bring in a guy like Jonathan Taylor because it, it increases your 
window to win a Super Bowl, especially in the AFC East where we talk about the Jets and, of course, Aaron Rodgers and you know, the media darlings of the NFL right now. And then the Buffalo Bills, they seem like a lot of people have kind of forgotten about the Bills there with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. And, you know, it's Diggs happy, unhappy, whatever you want to think. But the fact of the matter is the Bills are the king of the AFC East right now to prove otherwise. They've won it three years in a row. Josh, having a guy like Josh Allen will continue to give you a window to win and be successful, not only just in the AFC East, but also in the AFC in general. And I think their defense, I think the Bills' defense will be a lot better when you got Michael High, you got you know, Jordan Poirier coming back healthy, uh, Trey White you know, coming off another year off the ACL tear as well. They're losing Tremaine Edmonds, I definitely think, really hurts their defense. But I think at the same time, you can't discount the Bills. I think they're going to be there at the end and going to be a playoff team. Whether or not they win a division remains to be seen. But, you know, you're the Jets. You have a really good opportunity to make a statement on Monday Night Football on September 11th. But, yeah, I think it's for the Dolphins' sake, you know, especially because if you want to contend not only in the East but also in the AFC where, you know, obviously the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. Cincinnati Bengals aren't going anywhere either. I think, you know, for me, I think the Bengals, you know, probably my Super Bowl pick right now. But if you want to contend with those two teams, then I think it's vital for them to not only have two healthy for a whole 17-game season, but also have a running back that can, you know, take some pressure off the passing game like a Jonathan Taylor, too, as well. But, yeah, it's, it's a hot-button topic. I, I personally would trade him if I was the coach, but – you know, you never know. Uh, you never know what may happen between now and Tuesday. But, yeah, I definitely think, you know, if I'm the Colts, I would try to hold on to them as much as possible, too, as well. I know Chris Jones is another, you know, attraction there. Talk to, something to talk about as well. I know he wants, he's threatening to hold out until week eight of the NFL season. I doubt he does that. I think he's just, you know, it's a bit of a scare tactic uh, as far as the Chiefs are concerned. They definitely uh, would like to pay him, but I don't think they want to pay him what he believes he's worth. And I think also if you're the Chiefs, you got Patrick Mahomes, you probably feel like you can win no matter who's on the roster because you got the best player in football. You got Travis Kelsey, arguably one of the best tight end of all time, if not, if not the best tight end of all time, one of the best of all time. And you proved your offensive line, although you did lose Orlando Brown there in free agency. I still think they they are the cream of the crop in the AFC, along with the Bengals. The, whether uh, Chris Jones is there or not, you know, I, I think they'll be just fine. It's just a matter of can they beat Cincinnati without a guy like that that can get pressure on Joe Burrow consistently there, and you know that's going to be that's going to be the big key there. So yeah, those are kind of the big topics there. I kind of want to discuss too on this uh, introduction of back page breakdown. Uh, you can catch me. It's going to be two days a week. There, uh, probably Tuesday and Thursday, uh, just depending on how the week goes about with the Jets and everything there. And yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Again, if I have an extensive background covering the NFL, some of you may know me uh, covering the Dolphins or the Panthers. Some of you may not. Some of you may be just new to checking me out. My, you can find me on Twitter at Antoine Staley, A-N-T-W-A-N-S-T-A-L-E-Y. I also find me in all pretty much all the social media platforms, Instagram, threads, you know, every, everything that you can find. Like I'm on, I'm on there. Just pretty much my name, Antoine Staley. And like I say, check us out, you know, twice a week there. We'll have guests on, you know, probably have a few guests on talk about the Jets next week there. I, I won't spoil who I'm considering having on Just you know, I, it's a bit of a teaser, but it'll be pretty big, especially in the, um, the world of the Jets stuff. 
yeah, you can definitely uh, check us out a couple of times a week there. And, you know, I'm really excited about, you know, this opportunity there uh, for Marie. And just you know, also the cool name, Bad Brains Breakdown. It kind of, if you don't know, they can, especially if you're not in the New York area, it kind of gives you know, homage to the back page of the New York Daily News, which is I cover and who I work for. And they have these creative back pages each and every day, whether it be about football. Uh, right now, it's probably more about the Yankees and their struggles and the Mets. And it's been a bad year in baseball, uh, not for the Orioles, but uh, which I'm very excited about, too, as well. But, yeah, I definitely think, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun here. We're going to ask some questions. Uh, we're going to. If you have questions, like I said, it'd be an opportunity for, you know, people to send me a mailbag and I'll be able to answer those in probably like a 15, 20 minute span. And yeah, I definitely think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Looking forward to answering your questions. Looking forward to a crazy, crazy year of football once again, especially with all the high expectations of the New York Jets there. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is the first show. And it's like I said, I just wanted to introduce myself, talked about a few topics and uh, definitely uh, looking forward to the season that is. But yeah, thank you uh, for listening for this introduction next episode. Uh, again, you can find me at Antoine Staley on Twitter and all the social media platforms there. And catch us twice a week here at the Bat Page Breakdown. And yeah, we'll be talking about, not, like I say, not only New York Jets stuff, but also uh, some of the other pertinent topics around the NFL. So until next time, yeah, y'all take care and we'll see you uh, again in next week.